0: Hi, I'm Rail Bricker and I'll be one of your hosts for the Business Excellence Podcast. Hi, and I'm Lindsay Adams, I'm the co-host. And together we're going to be talking about what makes up business excellence. And we believe that you can never be perfect, all you can be is excellent. And in our businesses and in our lives we want to achieve excellence and that's why this is the Business Excellence Podcast. Welcome to today's edition of the Business Excellence Podcast. My name is Rail Bricker, and with me, as usual, is my co-host from Brisbane, Lindsay Adams.
1: Hello and welcome. And today we are joined with uh, Chris Davidson from the UK. Now, Chris is a... uh, We've had Chris on on our podcast before we've interviewed him. We had a lot of good uh, feedback from our listeners, so we decided we'd get him back again. Uh, Chris is a professional IT engineer, consultant, uh, and um, when we spoke with you last, Chris, we we spoke about the uh, survey, the uh, Speaker's Digital Footprint Survey, and, you know, in conversation after that interview, we talked about, well, how do people actually attract more more traffic to their website, and I know you know a lot of stuff about this, and, and I, I sort of, um, it's a bit like the analogy, if, if I had a shop, a physical bricks-and-mortar shop, how would I get more customers? And I think people get a bit confused about, you know, a bricks-and-mortar shop versus an online presence. So, um, Chris, give us, give us some, a bit of enlightenment there. What, what should people be thinking about? What should they be doing?
2: Yeah, yeah. Thanks, uh, Lindsay, and nice to be back. Um, that's a good analogy you draw there with a bricks and mortar shop. Cause, uh, if you imagine a shop, people come in, they walk around a shop, and they walk out without buying anything. There are people that do that, you know? And there are other yeah, people that come sure. into the, the little corner store, and they just come in for their newspaper every day, every morning, walk in the dark, they come in, they pick up a paper, a pint of milk, and off they go. And they're happy as Larry, you know? And then there are people that come in to do their weekly shop, and they spend a long time in the shop stacking up a basket, Um, and then there are people that come in and they see that the queue at the checkout is uh, quite long and they can't be bothered to wait. So then they leave. Now, all of these things that we've just talked about that we know full well happen in real life and and they're just part of our lives. We accept them as that. Well, they happen online. Of course they happen online. You go into uh, you go into a, a, an online store, you put something in the checkout, you get a call on your mobile phone, something happens, you leave, you forget about it. You and, and, and the website records that there's an abandoned sale. You come into a website, you nose around a website and then you leave without buying anything. Oh, now that's interesting. So let's think about that for a moment. I mean, why do we even have websites? There's an interesting question. Why bother having a website? Because if you're a consultant and you want to show yourself into the outside world and put yourself forward and illustrate all the work that you do, illustrate your expertise, then a website would be good for that. If you're an author and you actually want to sell your books Is a website the best way of doing that? Because the objective of the exercise is to sell a book, isn't it? So if the objective of the exercise is actually to make a sale, having a generic website that has a biography about you as an author and a blog with lots of stories about you and all of this kind of stuff, that's really getting in the way of the sale. So I think this whole issue of attracting traffic to websites that that's one part of it, but we have to be attracting the traffic that we want. And we have to know how to deal with that traffic when it arrives. And I think the dealing with the traffic when it arrives is an area that, that I think a lot of website owners could probably do better to be honest. Yeah.
0: I mean, do, do, Do the current tools that a lot of people use give you the right analytics or, you know, are there other tools that you use, maybe you've even developed that give you better analytics than, um, you know, the most commonly used analytical tools?
2: Yeah. So it's a great question. I mean, well, so Google analytics is, is the tool that everybody uh, knows. And um, you open up Google analytics and you think, oh my goodness gracious me, how many PhDs do I actually need to drive this thing? You know, and the, answer, <laughs> the answer, the answer is several. Um, it, it, it's an amazing tool. Don't get me wrong. It's an amazing tool, but it is a sledgehammer to crack a nut, really. Um, but it is incredibly capable. So, you know, if you're back to your bricks-and-mortar store and, uh, you, you you know, you want to know, for example, um, every, shelf, every shelf in your bricks-and-mortar store could be equivalent to a page on your website. Every item stacked on the shelf could be a goal so when i when somebody lifts a uh, a box of uh, laundry powder off a shelf and puts it in their basket that could be equivalent to achieving a google analytics goal and wow. so you, you know you you can you can go a long way with google analytics but there's one thing it doesn't tell you and what's that you know so say say somebody comes to the bakery section of your shop okay and they've got a. They come to the bakery section of your shop, and the, and and Google Analytics will tell you because you've got every piece of bread and every bun in the bakery section is classified as a goal. So when they pick a bun up and they put it in their basket, ka-ching! They've scored a Google Analytics goal. That's good. But the thing that Google Analytics doesn't tell you, which you would love to know if you were the owner of the shop, just think about this from a marketing perspective for a minute. That person who arrived at the bakery store, where were they immediately before bakery? Were they at washing powder or were they at breakfast cereal? Or were they in the dairy section? Or maybe they were at the fish section. Where were they? In other words, what page were they at on your website immediately before coming to the page where they are now? And what page do they go to next? Imagine if you could track the actual journey of every website visitor through your website, including... Those people who come into your website walk around and then leave without buying anything because they haven't triggered a single Google Analytics goal. They've come in, they've looked at pages, they've mm. walked out. That's a lost opportunity. And so, so yeah, so, so that's what Google person. Analytics doesn't tell you, but I've developed a tool that does that. It's called Website Value Scan. And that that is a, a tool that gives you that that journey through the website from a marketing perspective that's what you need to know
0: so chris what you're saying is that we um you know when somebody comes through the site you're actually tracking them and so if at some point they you see a continued group of people who get to a page and then leave without buying anything you you're getting the secret source. You're narrowing it down to that's where the problem is sitting.
2: Y- yes, I mean, y- y- yes. In essence, that's exactly what you're saying, Rel. I mean, w- we use the we use the phrase there without buying anything, but what we really mean is it, just without doing the desired call to action. So, say somebody, you know, people come into uh, people come into my page, A lot of them visit the contact page, and then they leave. Is that a bad thing? Well, no, that's not a bad thing if the phone is ringing off the hook because they were just going there to get the phone number or whatever. Is right? But if I've got a lot of people who are, if I can see a, a track of people coming in and they're going to a blog post and I've got a horde of people reading a particular blog post and then they leave, hmm that's a bit of a, a missed opportunity. If I've got a lot of traffic coming into a blog post, sure what can I do to take them from that blog post to something else <clears throat> that might be useful to them to, to start a relationship with them? Yeah.
0: Okay, so, so in that respect, um, I mean, th- there was a, a speaker we had here in Perth at one of our professional speakers meetings who spoke about the fact that most people come into a website, they look at the about they look at the testimonials, and those are the first two stops they have before they look at anything else. Would you would you say that that's about right from your your results of your web your website value
2: scan? Uh, I would say that um, you can't draw a uh, you can't draw uh, any generic result like that. Every okay. website will be different. You know, and that's that's the important point. It's what you have just said sounds completely logical. It sounds completely reasonable, you know. But but you can't actually know that until you have really tested it. The, so my big point on all of the work that I'm doing, my big point is hmm, that's very interesting. Have you tested it? Yeah. Oh, I guess people come easy. people come up with all these things. Like, yeah. Okay. So how have you actually tested that? What is the basis? of the knowledge that you're putting forward. Have you got real hard data? That's that's. Well, let me, let me ask
0: it. Let me ask the question another way though. Um, I was having this discussion with someone a few days ago and I said that most people, the same way that every Microsoft program has file as your first tab and then edit generally and something in that order. Okay. Most people expect, you know, coming into a website, a fairly simple, Ordering, and maybe that's too generic. But you know that people are expecting the same way they go into Microsoft Word and Excel and see the same menu. Are, you know, in your in your forty years in this industry, do you think that's what we've come down to? That people, you know, the website might be pretty and functional, but people are expecting the same data in the same place.
2: Uh, I think you want to make things as consistent as you possibly can. You don't want to be too surprising. Yeah, I think I think that's a fair point. You don't want to be too surprising. So if you're gonna have a a a login area for your clients on your website, people are gonna expect the login button to be top right on a desktop version. So you may as well you know, so you may as well put the button top right because that's where people are gonna expect it. They're not gonna expect it to be bottom left, you know? Okay. Um, So so I, I think there is a certain convention that you may as well stick to. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay, and so, so then, hey Lindsay. Oh, I, I'm just curious. I mean, uh, you, you got the you, you you can track people with the value scan, but how do you actually get people to come to your website in the first place? I mean, uh, how do you, you know, that's a, that's a big conundrum. You know, some people, you know, they say oh, you got to have a lead magnet. Um, what what's your secret source on this one, Chris?
2: Okay. Well, it's two points. So we go, we got to get them there, and when when we have got them there, we recognise that we know nothing about them. They are uh, um, an uh, a visitor. We know nothing about. So we need to. We'd like to get them engaged, and we'd like to know their name and their email address. Getting people to website, you can do it organically, or you can pay for it. And as time goes on, as this decade marches on. It will become more evident that we will, uh, businesses will be expected to pay for traffic. I mean, that's just the way it's going. It's clear to everybody that that is the way it goes, and there's nothing wrong with that. Why wouldn't we expect to do that? So we'll get more and more tools that allow us to be more refined about our audiences, that will allow us to attract the people that we want. That's great. So we can get the people to the site. Uh, Blogging, um, as we have talked about before, will still be important for organic traffic. You'll be able to get uh, organic traffic to your blogs. Uh, That'll be good. And then when you get them to your blogs, you need to uh, engage with them and convert them. Lead magnets. Okay, so the idea is uh, you get people to your site, uh, sign up for my newsletter. Nope, nobody's going to do that, and nobody cares about your news. They couldn't care less, right? You've got to be useful and helpful to people in this day, the, these days of instant gratification, instant help, um, where the the individual is all important. I want something that's important to me right now. I want it instantly, and it has to be good. That that's the kind of uh, quite pushy way in which people come to websites nowadays and so we need to respond to that so people aren't going to sign up for newsletters and we say well okay give us your name and email address and i'll give you a pdf report on the marketplace nope not interested in that because pdf report on the marketplace is too general so we need to be helpful we need to demonstrate expertise authority and trust back to google again so how do we do that so what we say is um Would you like, insert something useful, would you like no, and then no sign up necessary? That's the point. Would you like a personalized report on um, how to, uh, you know, lose weight or whatever it is that you do? Um, No sign up necessary. Well, yeah. Okay. There's no sign up necessary. I'm not risking anything. I know my uh, website, my email address is valuable to these people. I'll have a go at that. So I do that. I step through that process. At the end of that process, you have to give me something that's useful and personalized to me because you said you would. That, That was the promise on the way in. So you have to deliver it. You have to deliver that promise. So that's a trust thing
1: again. That's
2: a trust thing. And and if you deliver that promise, you're building trust with me. You said you were going to do something for me that was going to be personalized. It was going to be useful to me, and you were going to deliver it. And you did that. Cool. You've just earned some trust. So then when you say, so look, um, actually, we do have a 13-page a personalized PDF report on this that goes into much more detail on all of this um, based on the questions we've already asked you, would you like a copy of that report? If yes, it gives you an email address. Now, two points about that. The sign-up rate is going to be higher because you've already demonstrated trust. Second point, if the person wants the PDF report, they have to give you a real email address, yeah, and not just course. not just a garbage, or just email a dodgy address, one, yeah, yeah. not just a dodgy one. Right. So the quality of your data goes up, the quality of your leads goes up and your engagement goes up. Kaching, You know, it's a winner all round. And, and the people that you are engaging with are the people who want to engage with you. And you've already demonstrated trust. And what's more, you know, a lot more about them before you have your first meaningful conversation with them later on. Seems to me to be the way to go.
1: Yeah, yeah that, that makes a lot of sense, um, Chris. I'm looking at the clock, and we are out of time, my friend. Uh, sure. So we are going to wrap up. Um, if our listeners wanted to get in touch with you, how would they do that? Because you obviously you've got a wealth of information to share, and you've got some really nifty tools, which I'm sure some some people will be interested in. How do we? How would they find you?
2: Active Presence is the place to go to. That's been my home since 2002 presence as in being there activepresence.com chris at activepresence.com
1: too easy okay rail over to you to close off thank you Lindsay. thank you to our guest
0: today chris davidson Managing director of active presence coming to us from the uk Lindsay adams coming to us from brisbane my name is rail bricker signing off for this episode of the business excellence podcast we look forward to seeing you on the next episode of the business excellence podcast